We are on Yevamos Ayin Hayim Abayz 75b, and the Gemara is continuing the discussion of somebody who is a Ptsua Daka, somebody who has crushed testicles or crushed member. And the Gemara, the Mishnah said that such a person, if it's done uh, not naturally, it wasn't uh, an act of God, but it was done physically, a person. Um, crushed their their testicles so then they are not allowed to get married to most people. We'll see in the next Mishnah, hopefully in the next recording, uh, the different exceptions to this rule, but for the vast majority of the Jewish people, they are not allowed to marry. So the Gemara continues in this discussion, and it gets into some of the specific details and specific scenarios to discuss whether or not it would be viewed as crushed testicles to disqualify them from marrying most people, or they are permissible. Again, ultimately, according to most opinions, most of the Akron and most of the leader commentators, it almost always boils down <coughs> to whether or not they're able to have children or not. That's uh, the opinion of Moshe Feinstein and others. Uh, that really it boils down to whether or not they're able to have children, uh, but the Gemara does get into the specific details as well. The Mishnah said, that if there is a hair's breadth of the corona remaining, even if uh, part of the, the member is cut off, so then uh, you are allowed to get married. So we're going to discuss what exactly are, is the situation. Yosef Ravina Kumbayla. Ravina asks the following question. This hair's breadth. Kula. Is it hair's breadth around the entire area? Or do you just need a majority? We have a principle that the majority is like ruba kekula. The majority is like the entire uh, thing. That in halachic terms, the, all you need is a majority in many cases. So that's the question here. Here too, do you need around everything or just a majority? You need it just around the majority. The majority is sufficient. Uklape resha. It has to be on the upper side. It's required for it to be on the upper side. The Gemara now continues. I will discuss a lot of these cases. Um, and again, it gets into some of the, of the nitty-gritty. Ultimately, what's, what's key to remember is that it really ultimately is based on whether, according to Moshe Feinstein and others, if they're able to have children or not. Amar Rav Huna. Rav Huna says, If the member is cut diagonally like a quill pen... You're allowed to get married. Kamarzib, however, it's like a gutter. You're not allowed to. Why? What's the difference? High shall above here. High low shall above here. By the gutter, cut, gutter like cut, it, it has bigger, bigger gaps, bigger holes, and so therefore the air will, will cause problems for the semen. Uh, as opposed to if it's quill like cut, it's like a sharp cut, so it won't. Rechista says the opposite. Rechista, I'm right Kamarzib, cherry, kukomus, psula. If it's like a gutter, he's fit. If it's like a quill pen, he's unfit. Why? High guard of a high low guard because when it comes to the gutter like cut, uh, the semen comes out properly. When it comes to the quill like cut, so then it doesn't come out properly out of the body. Okay, Amarava, Kavasi de Ravuna Mastavra. Rava says that Ravuna makes sense. Ravuna, who explains that it's really based on whether the air uh, impacts the semen, so that makes more sense. High low shall bavira, high shall bavira. Why? Imishum Gridusa, if it's about Ravchis's argument, no. The semen also comes out in both in both instances. The semen will come out. Uh, because uh, just like when it comes to a barrel, a stopper of a barrel, 
even though it's uh, small on the bottom and wide on the top. So similarly here, even if there's a cut, but it's wide on the top, it will allow the semen to eject properly. This is what they said in the name of Papa. The final halacha, in both cases we see that it's kosher, a person could get married. However, the whole question that he wasn't sure about is whether or not the cut has to begin from the corona or from above the corona from the member itself. And the Gemara answers and says, It has to be that it's from above the corona. In the member itself, Because if you say that it's about below the atara, in the, in the corona itself, in the fleshy head, uh, towards the tip, So then even if it's severed, it's still fit. Because that was the principle that we had earlier, towards the very top, it's still fit, even if it's completely severed. So basically the... the the issue at hand was towards the when it was towards the member itself, and the reason why he said he wasn't sure it was really just as a test, which is just an interesting uh, point to point out that it was really he was just testing his students. Sometimes we say we're not sure about something, but it's really there just to test the students, and that's why he did it also. Okay, we have a few stories, a few instances, incidents. Ho There was the following incident in the city of Machsha. Where a person's member was cut like a, like the form of a gutter, the gutter-like cut. Shafia Marbaravashi Kakomos, he whittled Marbaravashi whittled down the flesh so that it, it, the the cut would only be like a quill pen vaachshrei, and then he made, said that he's allowed to get married. Another story of the Dahab Pumbadisa, the following story which occurred in Pumbadisa. Istatim Gubsa Deshikvazara, the semen tube. It's also important to note that in the times of the Gemara, they believed that there was a semen tube and also a tube for urine. There was two different tubes. The Chazanish and others have pointed out that uh, the times have changed over the generations, and that does not, it's not the science of today, but that was the science of that time. And so they believed there were two different tubes and that the semen tube was clogged. And the semen came out of the urine tube. So Sarah of Bibi Barabai, Lachshur of Bibi Barabai, thought to say that it's fine, he should allow to get married. And Amr of Papi, so that's what Bibi said, or Bibi the son of Abaye, or Papi said back to him, he said, You know, you're wrong. Uh, this person that he's talking to, that Papi's talking to, Rav Bibi, he was the child of Abaye. Uh, and Abaye came from the family of Eli, where they died young, and he was basically saying that somebody who's a truncated people, they die young, they're short-lived. You're saying something which is incorrect, which is truncated, which is incorrect. He says, basically, you're wrong. Basically, Rapapi argues and says, no, if the semen comes out of the urine tube, so then that doesn't work because it has to come out of its proper place. If it comes out of its improper place, it is. it will not be able to uh, essentially have children. You will not be able to have children in such a, in such a circumstance. Again, the science of today uh, disagrees with this whole principle and says that, and Rav Chazanish says that the times have changed and essentially there's only one tube. There aren't two tubes. But the Gemara continues. Amr Vihudam Rishmol. Rishmol says, Nika Vinistim. Let's say there was a hole, but then it got sealed. It was sealed up. There was a very small hole which, got, which now got sealed up. So, Kol She'ilu Nikra Vinikra Pasal Vilav Kasher. So, how do you determine whether or not the hole, we view it as the hole is still there. 
So if a person were to discharge semen, the hole would rip open, that's a problem. But if it wouldn't rip open, then it's kosher. But the question is, well, first, the Gemara analyzes this. Haviba Rava, Rava analyzes this ruling and says, Heichel, where exactly did this happen? Same, similar question to what we had earlier. Can't be referring to below the corona because that's even if it's severed completely, you're kosher. So it must be that it's where it was punctured in the corona itself. Um, there, the puncture was in the corona itself. Similarly, Amar of Mari Bar Mar, Amar Mar Ukva Amar Shmuel, it says in the name of Shmuel, Nikav Batar Atma Venistam Kol Shele Nikav Venikav Pasol, Vila of Kosher, a similar idea that essentially if there's a hole, it got covered up, so then if the semen could get, become ejected and it won't rip the hole, it won't, won't undo the, the covering, so then it's Kosher. If not, if it will cause a rip uh, and the hole will now be exposed again, so then the person is disqualified. But the question is, how do you figure this out? The person has to get married before he's having sexual relations. So how do you figure this out? This is the big question of the Gemara now. Uh, because the person, they cannot, uh, there's a prohibition to masturbate and to eject semen for, uh, for no reason. So how do you figure this out? So Shalach lei Rav Abrej, Rav Yosef, Rabbi says to Rav Yosef, what, what should you do? How do you figure out whether or not when there's a discharge of semen, how, to know whether or not the, the, the hole will become exposed, um, it will open up. How do you figure this out in order to figure out whether or not they can get married? So Amr Le, we'll see Rav Yosef has one answer, and then we'll say Abai has di- uh, Sorry, Rav will then have a different answer. Sorry, Abai will have a different answer. So, But first, um, Rav Yosef gives his answer. What you have to do is you have to bring hot barley bread. You have to place it on his anus. And it will cause semen to come out. That's what he says. He goes to such an extreme to say that that's how you have to cause semen to come out. The Chazin and we observe him. Abaye says, what are you talking about? I'm Abaye. Abaye says, you have to go so far? There are easier ways to have a discharge of semen. What is he so everybody's so holy that it's impossible for them to discharge semen? Uh, it becomes so difficult for the discharge semen that we have to go to such extremes. Yaakov, Yaakov was unique. Our forefather Yaakov, that he never discharged semen before. Most people they're not like that. Yaakov, he never saw, he never had a seminal discharge until he got married. But for other people, it should be easier. Elam Rabbi, so Bai gives a different suggestion. Ma'abir and Kameh Big Date What we do is that we pass before him colorful clothing of women. Again, they point out that it doesn't mean it's not on women. Women cannot pass by him uh, and wear it, but you place women's clothing on them. They also point out that it cannot be the clothing of a woman that he knows, uh, but this will, will, will cause him to have a seminal emission. Now, Rava argues back. Rabbi says, I'm Rabbi, Atukule Alma Barzili Hagyaladihu. What everybody is, they become aroused automatically just by seeing the clothing of women. They, that, that's, how, that's how discharge is going to happen. So Rabbi himself says that, no, what are you talking about? That's not, it's, not, it's not what we have to do. Um, we have to do more than that. It's not, it doesn't, for most people, just by seeing the clothing of women, it's not going to cause some people maybe, but for most people, it's not going to cause them to become aroused. So rather, we should do what we do originally. Now, this is a very important Gemara that's tucked away here, even though the science of the time would be different, uh, but the practical application then continues to apply today. 
uh, because if there's different medical procedures that require the semen, specifically when it comes to uh, fertility issues, and it requires the semen of, of the husband, so we see that it is in fact allowed, that even though we do not allow uh, the discharge of semen for no reason, and in, in general we say a reason means specifically in the context of sexual relations, but we do see from this Gemara that there are other exceptions to this rule if it's for a purpose, if there's a purpose involved, and certainly uh, if there's fertility issues, that would be a valid purpose. But they point out that the Gemara itself did not say that you should use your hand um, to cause yourself to be aroused. And so they say, they all say that that would not apply today either. If a person needs to, to, to have a seminal discharge, uh, you should not just use your hand. And there's different, depending on the context and how you need it, uh, there's different ways that we allow this from a halachic perspective, whether it's through the act of having sexual relations with your wife and then you remove the semen, um, and other ways, depending on the circumstance. But in the end of the day, it does become halachically acceptable and it all comes from our Gemara. The Gemara is the source for this idea. Okay, let's continue in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Tanarabbanan, it was taught in Ebraisa. Nika of Pussel, if, if the member was punctured, you're not allowed to get married. Because the semen drips. However, Nistam, if it's sealed, kosher, he's allowed to. Because he's able to have children. And the Gemara now says that this is a disqualification if, it, if it, there's a hole, which could then return to its original state of fitness. It could go back to being closed. There's the possibility of it being closed again. It says, this is a case where it can return to becoming fit again because there was a hole and then it got closed. That will make it fit again. It says, this is the case coming to exclude another case. What case is it coming to exclude? It's excluding, really we're moving and jumping to a different area of law which is about the kashras of an animal. (coughs) Excuse me, to know whether an animal is kosher or not. So it's coming to exclude uh, the scar tissue, a seal of scar tissue, which was formed based on a wound in the lung, that it's not viewed as good enough tissue. It's not viewed as good enough tissue to say that the lung is not punctured. If the lung is punctured, even if you have the scar tissue, it's still not kosher. You cannot have a puncture in the lung. Okay. The Gemara continues. What medical procedure could we do to seal the hole? We just said to seal the hole is allowed. What can we do to seal the hole? Mycenae Sa'arta. Abaye says we bring a barley kernel. Umesartinale. And we scratch it, the area of the hole, so that it bleeds. Umesina Tarba. And we bring fats. Basically, like a form of a, of a band-aid of, of covering the, the hole. Vashafina. We smear it on the wound. Umesina Shumshima Gamla. We bring a large ant. <coughs> so that it gets bites it, which causes it, the head to remain stuck in the hole. And then we cut off the head so that it could then uh, recover and then close off the hole. That's what the Gemara suggests. The Gemara notes, This is all, again, this is the science of their time and it's uh, hard for us to, to understand and, and the science has changed. But this was happened at the science of their time. Only a, a barnal, barley kernel sorry, should be used. 
But you shouldn't use steel because steel will cause it to be a big wound. So don't use steel. And this only applies to a small hole of a gadol if it's a big hole, mikpuli mikpal. So then um, any scar tissue would eventually peel off so it wouldn't be allowed. A few more lines here. Amar Rabba says, says, This is going back to a person who urinates and there's the two tubes in the times of the Gemara. They thought there were two tubes. Uh, or there was two tubes and it changed. Uh, the tube, the urinary tube, and then where the semen comes out of, let's say a person urinates from both. Puzzle. Rabba Rav Huna says they're not allowed to get married. It's a problem. Amar Rava. Rava says no. Lace Hilchasa, the halacha is not like Rabba. It said Rabba Bar Rav Huna. It's not like Rabba the son, the loka Abba, and it's not like Rav Huna the father. Bira, it's not like the son. Hada Amran. Basically, the son stated this halacha. Rabba Bar Rav Huna stated the halacha. The law that if a person urinates through both, so then they become disqualified. That's not true. They do not become disqualified. What did the father say? So Abba, the father said, the Amr of Hunats, which uh, Rav Hunats said the following. He says, Nashim amesololo zubazu. If women engage in lesbian relations, sorry about the background here with all the uh, thunder, but if, if uh, women engage in lesbian relations, uh, which is not allowed, However, it is very different than when men engage in um, homosexual relations. Uh, when women engage in it, so then Rav Huna says, Psula Lukuhuna, they become disqualified from marrying a Kohen because they fall under the category of a Zona. Zona is, are, are women who have illicit relations, therefore they become disqualified from marrying a Kohen. This would be included in this. And that's what Rav Huna said. However, Rava argues, and Rava says they do not become disqualified because he says, no, even according to Rav Lazar, the Amr who says, if you have two people who are not married and they have sexual relations not for the sake of marriage, she becomes a zona. It's not illicit relations in the form of adultery or incest. It's two people, boyfriend and girlfriend, not for the sake of marriage. She becomes a zona, and she's not allowed to marry Cohen, which is very practical today. Uh, if uh, if there's a boyfriend and girlfriend, and then uh, she wants to marry a Cohen, there there are various uh, responses that discuss this. But that's the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. Not everybody agrees with him. But Rabbi says, ish. This only applies if a woman's having relations with another man. In that context, we say uh, that that creates a zona. But two women who are engaging in lesbian relations, we don't view that as a full act of sexual relations. There's no insertion of, of the male membrane, of the release of semen. We don't have that. And so therefore, when two women engage in lesbian relations, it's just viewed as, as being as lewdness. It's not viewed as making her into a zona. That would not make her into a zona, into this halachic category which will disqualify her from marrying a Kohen, it wouldn't. Only if she's having sexual relations with another man. Okay, that concludes, that was just a side point really from the Gemara, but that, which was mentioned just because it said that the the son and the father, we don't follow their ruling, and that was the ruling of the father. Uh, But that concludes this Gemara, and now we are up to the next Mishnah. We are now on 76a, 
on to the next Mishnah, which we will continue in the next recording.